Hi, and thanks so much for joining me today on my podcast. If you're enjoying, go check out my Patreon today. You get behind-the-scenes photos, as well as extra pod content, including the game and fan questions for each of our guests. Also, you can stream new episodes of Love for the Arts Digital Competition only on Patreon. Thanks so much. Now, on to the episode. Welcome back to work. I'm your hostess, Trinity the Tuck, and today my guest is Jan. We're going to get to know her a little bit more, and you're going to get some hot tea from season 12. Take a listen. Hi guys, and welcome back to work. I'm your hostess, Trinity the Tuck, and today my very special guest is all the way from season 12, Jan. Hi. Hey Trinity, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm good, baby. Just chilling over here in in New York. You know, when I hear you talk, you always sound like a pageant queen. Do I? Yeah, it's because you um you really accentuate everything that you say, which is something like a very like poised pageant queen would do. Like just very I am going to say every single syllable. Like I love it. It's so good. <laughs> well, thank you. I think um Contrary to my New Jersey upbringing, this would be quite a shock to everybody I grew up with. Um, but I worked in customer service for a little bit, so maybe that's where I get it from. I can totally, I can tell that. I, I can tell, and you can hear you smile while you talk, like you, <laughs> you, you're constantly smiling. Okay, so I want you to tell the listeners and and myself because I don't really know that much about you except for what's on the show. More about yeah. you, like where are you originally from, and um, just. Maybe something about like your childhood or something. Yeah. Um, well, I'm from New Jersey and I grew up there until I was 18 years old. And to be honest, I was very much um, like my old namesake. I was a sporty girl. I grew up playing soccer for about 13 years and I did that competitively. And every now and again, I would do some musical theater. And that kind of became my thing later on in high school. And I considered myself to be the Troy Bolton of drag, where I can, you know, do theater, but also play sports. And just towards the end of my high school, you know, my time at high school, I was like, you know, I think that I'm actually decent at theater. And I kind of want to pursue that. And so that's how I kind of got involved with um, musical theater and going to school for theater and just uh, kind of really loving and being infatuated with the performing arts. And that led to drag eventually later down the line. I mean, that's how it always is. Apparently, like every <laughs> every uh, theater, musical theater kid is like, oh, and now I'm a drag queen. Oh, but- yeah, girl. But that's okay. Like most of them are pretty successful at it because they they have that training, right? I mean, babe, you can throw a quarter and you can find five queens just like me from New York City. I mean, there are so many theater people here who are just like, let's try drag, let's give it a shot. And uh, no, I I think you're underselling yourself because uh, there's very few people that have the charisma as well as really pretty. And, oh, okay. and, um, cute out of drag. And, I mean, <laughs> and play sports. Like there's very few girls. Let me just tell you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, let's hold up on the cute. I don't have my eyebrows on. And I think that Heidi would call that a foul. So, uh, 
Um, whatever. That's okay. Um, oh, a funny story. A really quick funny story. Um, yeah. I have a friend when I lived in Louisville, Kentucky, um, that I worked with at a bar up there. Uh-huh. And her drag name is Asia. She no longer does drag. Okay. And um, she would shave her brows off. And like, but when she, but during the day, she would draw them on and they were immaculate. When I tell you like every little hair, this was way before it was popular to draw little hairs. Uh-huh. So when you looked at her, you're like, oh, wow, she's got great brows. Well, she told me about one time where she was at a house party and she like, you know, got a little tipsy and then started making out with this guy and things. <laughs> one thing led to another and they got into the bathroom. Well, she starts eating his ass. <laughs> and um, so this is the only bathroom apparently in the house and people just kept coming in the bathroom while she's doing this. And um, the bathroom gets crammed full of people. So she's like smushed up against the wall with this this guy's ass in her face. Well, <laughs> she's like going to town or whatever. And she gets done and she looks up and her brows are implant, like imprinted onto his ass. <laughs> like there, she has no more brows. Like they're smeared off her face and on this poor boy's ass. That so, um, yeah. So just a trick. Um, don't, don't do that. <laughs> oh, trust and believe, baby. I have learned from experience. I, I, I won't say that I've implanted on somebody's ass, but, uh, it's definitely landed on somebody's face before. And, uh, <laughs> 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 I, I remember I was, it was, I was like, um, maybe like three years ago and I had just shaved half of my brow and I was like, I saw that I had like got my eyebrows on this guy and I was like, Oh my God. And so I was like touching his face, trying to get them off, but trying to do it seductively too, just trying to like erase my eyebrows on his face. And it was, I was like massaging him essentially trying to get it off. And he's like, Oh, that feels so good. I was like, great. <laughs> Did, could he tell that your brow was gone? Um, I think that we were both not, um, as sober as can be. And so I think that that wasn't necessarily, um, something that came to his mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure he was preoccupied looking at other things, but. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, how have you seen like your family during quarantine? I know like, you know, it's, you're in New York, which is like one of the biggest hotspots. So. Uh. Um, I've been pretty lucky. It's been kind of um, under control here for the most part, um, which has been nice. And my parents live about 40 minutes away in New Jersey. And so I've gotten to see them. I've gone over um, to the house just to see everybody and to, you know, spend a little bit of time with them. Um, Because, you know, (laughs) my anticipation for this year was to be traveling and to be doing so much and to not be home. And, um, you know, I I, I cherish my family and I love spending time with them. So, you know, if we can do that at a safe distance and make sure that everybody's safe and sound and, uh, you know, still spend some quality time together, then that's fine by me. So, yeah, I get to do that every so often, which is great. That's good. That's good. Um, I uh, do. I think I saw somewhere you have a partner. I do, yeah. How long have y'all been together? We've been together for two years now. A little over two years, actually. Oh, wow. That's like a lifetime in gay years. I know. I know. It's been great. We never fight. We live together. We've made it through this, well, for most of this quarantine together. So it's been uh, it's been great. He's amazing and is so um, helpful with my drag and was, you know, 
always in the background of all my digital shows, making things happen and just making sure everything was just right. So I'm very grateful for him. What does he do? Like, what is it like, um, like talents or jobs or whatever? What is what does he do? So he's an actor and um, I actually met him because I did a competition show at Therapy in New York City, which is um, no longer because of everything with COVID, which is sad, but um, before it because it was a singing competition. And on the very first night of the competition, he was the very first contestant. And I was like, whoa, I really think that this guy's cute. He has a great voice. He's super talented. So you rigged um, it. Yeah, I like to say he didn't win the night, but he won something else. And so uh, (laughs) it's kind of been uh, kind of in history ever since. And uh, I'm very grateful for that show. Yeah. Well, good. That's cute. Where is he originally from? He's originally from Arizona. Oh, God. Nobody is from Arizona. Um, (laughs) Right. It's so hot there. Have you been? Uh, yeah, we've been once, I think, I forget when we went, we I think we went like maybe like last January when it wasn't too, too hot. Um, but Girl, yeah, Phoenix it, gets insane. The, that's where he's from. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> cause I mean, it's pretty hot here in New York. It gets hot with the humidity and he's like, babe, this is absolutely nothing in comparison to what we have to go through. So <laughs> it's been, uh, it's been funny to see how I react in comparison to him. Yeah. I was booked there one time and actually a terrible, another terrible story. Um, I was booked there one time after season nine and in the middle of the summer. And so I get like, I get out of the airport. And as soon as I hit the air, I'm just like, oh my God. It's like, it was like a hundred and like way more than a hundred degrees and it's in in dry heat. So I'm like desperately dying. And Um, the promoters take me to my hotel or whatever. And like, I chill, I get ready for the show, go to the, the venue. Well, um, some good advice for you when you start traveling again, get your pay for the night up front before you, before you go out on stage, bitch. Trust. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> so we're about to start the show and I'm like, Hey, so I just need my balance due before I perform. And they're like, Okay, um, sure. So they go talk to the promoter or whatever. And so I'm like thinking, I'm getting dressed. You know, I'm, I have my shirt off. I'm kikiing with the girls that are backstage. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> they, the promoter comes in and is like, so I don't have cash for you. Um, I can write you a check. I said, uh-uh, You're, you are not writing a check for me. So ended up, they didn't have my money. So I took my ass right on back to the hotel and went to hot ass Phoenix for nothing. <laughs> oh, damn girl. That sucks. Especially because you get all those things from your manager and you're like, this is supposed to be how it is. And you know, you're excited because you want to see the fans and you want to perform. But at the end of the day, it's not your fault. And you know, you have respect for yourself as a performer. Oh yeah. It's your, it's your job. And, and if you let somebody walk on you once, they're going to, you know, other people are going to do the same, but anyway, <clears throat> so what got you into drag? It was music, musical theater, right? Yeah. So I actually, at my school, we had a class called um, Queer Embodiment and Drag Performance. And I kind of learned about a little bit more of the history of drag. And I went to a conservatory school, so it was like an elective that I could take. Very fun. Um, but I didn't really think that it was going to be something that I considered on you know, doing as a 
future career. I thought I was going to be an actor for the rest of my life. And so I kind of got into drag race around that time. And I loved makeup, um, but never really did drag makeup, more like Club Kitty stuff. And um, then I went on a cruise ship contract um, right out of college. And I was in um, Dubai and Abu Dhabi. And obviously over there, it's so... Um, strict and it's very, very uh, conservative. And so I felt like I had to really disguise and hide myself um, from, you know, <laughs> my normal everyday doings there. And the safe place for me was on the cruise ships. And I was very close friends with a lot of the um, girls in the cast and they would do makeup. And I was like, I want to try and do makeup with you all. So I would do it. And I was very into like the beauty gurus on YouTube at the time. And I was like, let me try to do these like faces that they all do. And um, when I got back to the city, um, I got asked to do a competition that was more of a variety show. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll just sing a song. But then one of my friends was like, you know, when you do your makeup, you kind of look like Kris Jenner. And I was like, oh my God, that's wild. So they were like, what if you tried to just do like a full on Kris Jenner illusion? So I had never seen an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And I put on the show and around the time that I was finishing up my makeup, I just put on a random season. It was episode three of season nine. Um, and it was all about Kris Jenner getting into um, the Chicago um, Chicago on Broadway. And wow. I was like, I have no idea what this is. And I have no idea why I'm so attached to this. But I have to do something with this material. And so unbeknownst to me, I made you know what we like to call a mix. And I did this like two and a half minute monologue as Kris Jenner. And then I live sang a song from Les Mis. And I ended up winning this competition my first time in drag. I was competing against Britta and Aja. And they were very seasoned. And, you know, this was right before Aja went on to season nine. And I came in this random girl. I wasn't even going by Jan. I was going as my boy named Charlie as Chris Jenner. And I won the competition. I was like, this is nuts. And people were like, you know, maybe you should continue doing this and just see where it takes you. And then from there on, I had never really uh, turned back. That's crazy. Yeah, now, it's, um, go ahead. It's just one of those like serendip uh, serendipitous moments in life where, you know, everything kind of leads you to, you know, the next step in your life. And I, I'm very grateful. You know, I feel like if I hadn't put on that random season, if I didn't, you know, see that episode, if I did my makeup fast that day, I would never have seen that. And I don't know if any of this would have happened. So oh, it's really no, cool. bitch. You are a queen, honey. You are a queen. <laughs> it would have eventually happened no matter what, whether it been Halloween or, you know, something. It would have happened. Sure. It would have happened. So yeah, you are... Alexis Michelle's drag daughter, correct? I am, yes. How did that become? So in that same competition, since I won the first um, installment of this variety show, I got to be the judge of the second installment. And that was right after um, Y'all Wrapped Up Season 9. And Alexis was also on the judges panel with me. And I sang and did Kris Jenner again, but I did a different number. And Alexis saw me and was like whoa, she is this like funny musical theater girl. She can sing. And unbeknownst to me at the time, I knew that I didn't know, but Alexis had done Chris on the show. And so it was very much a kindred spirit moment where she felt super attached to me. I loved her and she performed that night and we just really, really hit it off. And um, yeah, we became friends after that. And then a little bit right before 
um, the announcement for season nine happened, I um, she asked me if I wanted to be her drag daughter, and I uh, I said yes, and it's been it's been great. I love Alexis. I every time I go to New York, we have like dinner or or something. Something always happens with Alexis. I love her. Yeah. She's amazing. She's good people. And uh, she's such a pervert. And I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't I know it, babe? I love it. I love the stories. She's hysterical. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, overall, she's she's super kind and one of the sweetest souls. And I was very grateful for somebody like her to, uh, you know, steer me on in uh, in New York City, you know, to try to just get my name out there. And, and I owe a lot to her. Uh, New York just seems to be like, a mecca of gays, honey. Like, I don't, it's, there's so many. No wonder they put like five of y'all on each season because they got to get through all of (laughs) y'all. They do. It's so funny. And, you know, it's nice to see some of the newer girls coming up and seeing, you know, the torch being passed on to, you know, the girls who, you know, we look forward to seeing on future seasons. Because, I mean, I think a lot of people always are like, Oh, New York, like you have so many people on, you do so many things like, you know, we don't need to see all these New York queens. But I mean, at the end of the day, let's be honest, we've won the show so many times. I mean, from season six, Bianca, I mean, Bob, Aquaria, Sasha, Monet, like since season six, it's really been New York heavy. And I I think that that's just because the, uh, you know, to, to survive here and to get all those slots, you really need to up your game and to, you know, be good in all different facets of drag. And I think that when people get angry at New York, I think that I take it as a compliment because it just means that we're doing the best that we can and we can, you know, push things in, in ways that other people don't do. Well, you are definitely one of the most talented girls that have been on the season. Like, you're so good with with singing and dancing. Oh, thank you. So, so, so good. We're going to get into more about Drag Race a little bit later, but I want to start with our first topic. Are you political at all? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, definitely, uh, I'm definitely active in terms of, you know, making sure that everybody's voice is heard and, you know, fighting for equality. Well, I'm going to start with uh, the first topic called Hot Topics. Mm, Hot Topics. And uh, with Hot Topics, there's three um, semi-topics that I want to talk about. The first one being Trump is trying to ban TikTok. Do you have a TikTok? I do have a TikTok. And let me tell you, I have been enjoying TikTok during this quarantine. I started out as a non-believer. I didn't think that it was like funny. I didn't get it. And I have to tell you, it's brought me so much joy during this quarantine. It's I think that people are so funny and creative on there. And I'm kind of really pissed that I think that it's, it's not going to last. Yeah, he's like legitimately going to ban it in, in, in like 24 days or something like that if if the the company that owns it doesn't sell it to a non-Chinese company, apparently. Right. Like, how dumb. Ugh. It's crazy. And I'm just like, why are you so focused on that when we have so many other things that we can focus on? Like, it's just it's just insane to me. The delusion. I think that he did some interview with, like, HBO or something. And I was watching him talk about, like, the coronavirus numbers. And I was just like, is that, like... Of, like, what are you even talking about? Like, it's just so, he's so delusional and insane. Yeah, he he is delusional. It, it Like, I just don't, I don't get it. But the reason why I brought that up is because a lot of people use TikTok. And, um, and actually, a lot of people, I was reading an article 
um, the other day, a lot of people that have like those millions of followers on there are making, you know, they're living off of that. And especially right now when people need income, he's like going to be cutting out a lot of people's income from that, which is really sad. 100 um, and I mean, it's a lot of like artists, like makeup people, dancers. There's so many, there's so many avenues and so many, um, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess just like branches of different like layers of TikTok and you can, there's something for everybody on there. And I think that to take that away from so many people who have built, you know, a career based off of this platform is, is so wrong. I've never had TikTok. I've never even downloaded the app. So I, cause girl, I'm like. 80 years old, so I, I wouldn't even know how to use it. But oh, you um, can get it. I'm, I'm sure. If I can get it, I'm not the most technological person on the planet, so I'm sure you can get it. Well, Instagram has, like, started its, like, form of, like, TikTok kind of stuff, and I'm confused all to hell and back by their update. I mean, it's it's just Girl. it's b- very weird to me. Yeah, because the thing with that is that you obviously know that Instagram is trying to capitalize uh, and have people move over to their platform. And like, hey, look, you want to do what you want to do. I get it. You want to try to up your, um, you know, platform. Great. Love it. I love Instagram. But the one thing that I like about TikTok that I think that Instagram does not offer is the variety that you get on the For You page. And you can see people that you don't follow. And that's how you find new people. Instagram, it's like you have to follow the people who you know are going to post, you know, their reels or whatever. And I just think it's like, post it in a story, babe. Like, (laughs) it doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, why do we have to have this separate, you know, application for it? Yeah, I mean it's 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 it is kind of crazy uh, that Instagram is just taking over. But hey, I mean if TikTok goes away, then people are going to need that that avenue to totally. hopefully make money for themselves. Totally. Um, the next um, hot topic that I wanted to talk about was that explosion in Beirut. Um, oh did you God. see the video? I did. It's so devastating to to think about and. I just, my heart goes out to everybody there in Lebanon. And I mean, what a, what a, a sad event to happen. And, you know, they're, I know that they're going through um, coronavirus. They're going through a political change as well. And so everything is just kind of a mess there. And I think that that explosion was just like a physical manifestation of what's going on in the country. And it's just so sad for the, you know, innocent lives that were lost and, and the people who were injured and the homes that, and businesses that were destroyed. Yeah, the, apparently there's 300,000 people misplaced and homeless now. And um, strangers are, are, are letting strangers into their homes because they don't have anywhere else to go. And I, um, it's, it's crazy. Oh, I didn't even know that number. That just gives me chills. It's so sad to think about. I mean, I saw um, somebody posted a... Um, a little thing like a diagram of if that were to happen in New York City. And I mean, they were like, if this happened at some place in New York City, all of this would be destroyed and it would be ruined. And I mean, I'm in that little pool of what that would have been. And so just to think of the magnitude of that and, you know, it's so sad and it's super, super heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. My heart goes out to the people of Lebanon, too. Um, and then the last topic that I wanted to talk about with Hot Topics is, have you been following the um, the LGBT issues in Poland recently? 
I haven't. You know, I was actually checking my DMs today and somebody um, brought it up and I was like, let me get my stuff together today and take a look at this tonight. So I'm actually not um, super caught up on what's going on, but I'm, I'm happy to hear. I mean, Poland in itself is just very anti-LGBT. Yeah. They, um, they are very brutal to the people in our community that are there. Mm -hmm. um, from being extremely abusive to imprisonment for for many years to even death and um right now apparently the the community the lgbt community there is starting to lash back out and um i had a fan tell me that they just started what they're calling poland stonewall um which is like their their gay um revolution or something um and so i I'm just so terrified for them there with this, with what's happening. I mean, it's, it's so sad that we live in 2020 and we're still seeing people being murdered or, or mistreated because they're freaking gay like that. Who even cares? It's crazy. Yeah. I remember I have, um, I have an ex who was Polish and his parents were super conservative. Like, they came around to everything, but it's just, like, I know, like, from his extended family, everybody is just super uptight, very, very conservative. And it is scary for the people who live there and for our, our you know, amazing fans who just want to be themselves and to, you know, explore their identity in public. And and I just, you know, I, I stand by them completely. And I'm definitely going to look more into it and uh, and show my support because, you know, exactly. We're in 2020. It's like, come on, babe, let's get with it. <laughs> like, it's just people want to be who they want to be. And uh, and you, you can't change that. Yeah. This year, I just want to fast forward. I mean, it's just there's one thing after another thing after another thing. And I'm just I'm ready for a pass. OK, like, uh -huh. let's Girl. get back. You know, uh, Miss Faye moved out of the country with her husband um, at, I saw I think, to like Holland or something or Sweden. I think it's like Switzerland or something. Yeah, yeah Switzerland. Yeah. I'm like, bitch, I need to just do that. Like, me right? and Leo need to just pack up and go <laughs> to Canada. I mean, like... Right? Oh, my God. Well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, me and Lemon have been friends for years. I, I'm like, if, if, you know, if duty calls, I'm going to call up on Lemon and be like, help me out, sis. I gotta, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Well, let's move on to, like, something more fun and upbeat. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about Drag Race Rundown. Yes. And um, this segment, we just talk about things from the show. And I want to start out with your your name, which on the show is just Jan. It's just Jan. But um, on your Instagram and your social medias, it's Jan Sport. So you started out with the name Jan Sport. And I can only assume... Um, with Drag Race, you know, they have a lot of legal stuff when it comes to uh, copywritten phrases and words and characters. And Jansport is obviously a brand. So yeah. I I'm assuming they had you just just go by just Jan for, for Drag Race because of that, right? Totally. Yeah. When I got cast on the show, I knew that it was a possibility that I would have to drop the name. And then um, lo and behold, it it happened and uh that's why we just have jan um but you know i keep jan sport around here's the volte i would change it to jan uh, uh like i think my instagram is jan 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 and i would change that to all my platforms if it was possible but it's just there's they're taken on social media already and i'm like please change it i'm a verified account i just want this and uh it's just not happening girl 
So <laughs> we're going to have to not have a linear uh, social media platform for now, but it's, it's all good. And I think, you know, they, um, you know, professionally, everybody was like, you know, this is probably a better move for you anyways, because, you know, if you don't, you know, if you do Jan Sport in the future, if you release music, if you do all those things, you're going to have to go through the legalities of all that too. So I just figured, you know, let's just drop it. We can keep it around on social media so that people get and understand the joke. Um, but I definitely do have fans from uh, around the world who do not understand it and uh, continue to not. So it is what it is. I'm just like, you know what? I'll be a one word diva. We'll be Jan and we'll call it a day. <laughs> I love it. I would just, I would change your name to just Jan, like just Jan. Like that would be so fun. I, I, I think it's unique and different and um and it's it's comical that they made you change your name which is i mean i totally understand because that that has happened to several others i think um fifi actually used to be called phoenix o'hara and they made her change it to just fifi o'hara yeah because they already had a phoenix right um at the time which obviously they've they've loosened up now because there's so many people with the same name now but um next question Uh Mm -hmm. Um, everyone wants to know what were you thinking when you didn't win the Madonna challenge? I'm sure you've had this question asked you a thousand million times, but that meme that is going around with you looking like you want to run someone over, um, what was, what were you thinking? I mean, obviously you thought you were going to win. I thought you were going to (laughs) win. Thank you. I mean, it's don't, and don't be giving me no damn passion answer. We already know. I promise I won't. It was one of those things where I, as a fan of the show, I see patterns in the show and I have seen girls like kind of be given that like safe edit in the middle and then they get the win and then they go all the way to the end. And I thought in my perspective, I was doing really well in the competition. I had great fashion. All the girls were like, you're killing it in these challenges. Your runways are amazing. Like keep it up and you're going to get rewarded one day. And I genuinely thought, like, it, it was like, I felt like it was an Alaska moment on season five, where she was one of the only ones who didn't have a win going into the latter half of the season. And then she won, and then she kept on winning going towards the end. And I thought that that was going to be my trajectory. And when that happened, I was just, like, crushed, because it was my dream to win the Rusical. I'm a singer. That's what I've been doing for years. That's something that's at the forefront of my drag. Um, and I thought to myself, I was like, you know, in that moment, it was truly like one of those like slowed down, like violin moments where everybody, you know, you, you think a million things and I feel like everybody got to see that. Um, but I thought that, um, you know, ultimately I was like, well, if I'm not winning this challenge that I think that I, you know, I didn't win the first, uh, episode, which was a musical. And then I didn't win the second. And I was like, you know, if I am not winning these challenges, you know, why am I here? Yeah. And that's, that's really what I was thinking. And I think that, you know, it, 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 it was just tough because, you know, on a reality TV competition, you want to seem strong and you want to seem like, you know, even though this happens, I'm still a fierce competitor and this isn't going to bring me down. And, um, yeah, just it wasn't my best day. Um, but you know, I stand by everything that I did on the episode. I thought that my runway was good. I thought that I did my very best in the uh, um, in the show and in the, in the uh, challenge to embody early Madonna, which I think a lot of people don't understand is that that was early Madonna and not you know sexy Madonna that we know. But yeah, I, I'm I, I, that was just it. I, I was really really upset. <laughs> 
Yeah, I could tell. And and you looked phenomenal. You did so good. Um, I was I was just shocked, so <laughs> shocked that you didn't win that. Um, after that, I was like, okay, they're definitely setting this shit up for um, Miss Thing. Um, uh, can't, girl, I can't even remember anybody's name today. Oh, Gigi. Um, yes, Gigi. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, and which she's phenomenal too, but I was like, they're definitely setting this up for her to win. They want another skinny little fashion girl. Um, but, um, and again, I love Gigi, but, um, how are you dealing with your season airing through this pandemic? And then I know like y'all, like the very beginning, we weren't in the pandemic and y'all y'all went to the, like the red carpets and then all of a sudden this happened and then the ending happens and then you can't travel. And that's the biggest part of being on the show is you get to travel and make your money. What, what are you, what is, what, what is, how have you been dealing with that? You know, it's been uh, a lot of ups and downs. Um, I've just been trying to gain some perspective on it. And I think that like finally the last like month or two, I've been in a really good place about it. I think that obviously it is unfortunate and it is very sad that we didn't get to travel during our season. We didn't get to do Pride, something that's very, very lucrative for queens, um, especially during their season. Um, but, you know, I try to find the good in the situation because obviously there is things to be upset about and there are, you know, there are things to be upset about. But I think that if, you know, this didn't happen, I wouldn't be able to reach a broader audience of fans and do my digital shows and communicate with people all over the world and, um, you know, really take some time to focus on myself because I thought that it was just going to be, you know, go, 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 go. And I really got to hunker down and to actually watch the show in, you know, my home and actually see what was going on. Because I mean, you know, in bars, it's loud. You can't really hear all the nuances and stuff. And I got to actually sit down and enjoy the, uh, and enjoy the show. And that was nice to see and to watch and, you know, to be engaging on social media with everybody. And, you know, social media is so important for what we do. And so that was nice. But, um, you know, I've gotten to do, which is, this sounds so crazy, but I've gotten to do so many cameos. And um, I have so many amazing fans who just keep buying and buying cameos. And to know that I'm making, you know, other people happy is just, you know, ultimately the reason why I, I like to do drag. And I've gotten to do that. So I have to count my blessings in that regard. Well, good. Well, I hope that you all make up for all of this as soon as this is over with, whenever that will be. Girl, right? How are you doing with everything? You know, I, um, I hate it. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I hate, I, I, I have always been the type that I love being at home, like on my free time. Mm-hmm. Um, I love traveling, but I love, I love my personal time at home, but girl, this is a lot of fucking personal time. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like so, some deep therapy personal time, you know? Girl, like, it is like, stuff that you don't really know. <laughs> beyond. But you know, I, the thing with me is, is like, when I have this much time on my hands, I will go crazy because I get, I have anxiety and, um, mm-hmm. if I have too much time, I just will worry. And I've always been a worrier since I was a little kid. I don't know why, but I just have anxiety and, you know, I have to stay busy. So that's why we've been doing so many projects at home to try to just stay busy because we have to. Yeah. And I mean, you've been killing it. The winter series, you're starting your new show on Patreon. I mean, you're just really killing it. So good for you. I'm just now making the most out of this situation. 
Thank you. Yeah, you have to. You know, that's part of um, the things with drag is, you know, drag queens are resilient and we're very creative and we think outside the box when we have to. And, um, you know, I think we're all doing that right now. We're all finding new ways to entertain our audience, finding new ways to stay busy, finding new ways to pay our bills. I mean, uh, and we and we have to. Right. Exactly. We, you know, the arts always find a way is what I like to say. So that's what we're doing over here. <laughs> right. Okay. So um, now that you have done your regular season, would you ever go back for All-Stars? Yeah, I would go back for an All-Stars. I think that, you know, the show is so near and dear to my heart and I'm just such a big fan of the franchise and it's changed my life, you know, even though it hasn't been the year that I thought it was going to be in more ways than one, it has completely changed my life. And it's been nice because I've, you know, like I said, I got to watch myself on TV and I felt like on the first, you know, on my first pass, I came off really green and I felt like I was very much, I, I am very much an overachiever, but it's just because I feel like, I am so passionate about this. And I think that a lot of people mistake my try-hardness for being an amateur. And I can see the perspective of that, but I I know that I learned so much about like how I come across on TV and just like really, really rooted in the fact that I love drag and I love to do it. And I would love to continue to show people more of my passion. So if the time ever comes, I'd love to go back. Can you imagine if they have you and Alexis on an All-Stars together? Oh, my God. That, <laughs> that'd be hell. Because, you know, it's it's because uh, it's a different ball game. You know, you have to send people home. And I would never want either of us to potentially be in a situation where we might have to send somebody home. Would you send her home for $100,000? For $100,000, yes. And I'd give her, <laughs> I'd, I'd give her a lovely chunk at, at the end. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it, I just hope that it never would come down to something like that. Oh, girl, you know how the show is, girl. Of course, they will they will finagle that shit. You will have to choose. You will oh, yeah. To. I mean, I, here's the thing. I am no. I think that I've made the mistake last time of having it be RuPaul's best friend race. So I'm going to change that up a little bit if I ever go back. Good, good. I'm sure you will go back. Um, so have you been watching Canada's Drag Race? Oh, yes. I'm absolutely obsessed. All right, who are you rooting for? Um, so me and Lemon were roommates before we both got on Drag Race, and then in the same year we got on. Um, and then she's back in Canada now, and I'm obviously in New York. Um, so I have to give it to my girl, Lemon. I love her. She is a star, and I am just so proud of the work that she's done. I think that she's probably been doing drag for the least out of any of those girls, and uh, she's just really talented and has a very unique perspective on her persona. And, and I love it. Um, I think she's great. I love Jimbo. I love uh, Priyanka. I really love all of the girls. Um, I think that it's an amazing cast. There really wasn't one person that I did not like on the season. Well, I think, it, I think it also is a very talented cast. I think there's definitely front runners. Um, I think that the front runners to me are Priyanka, Jimbo, um, uh, Scarlet Bobo and Lemon as well. Mm -hmm. Um, this last week, um, I absolutely did not like what Lemon wore. Um, but yeah, Lemon, Lemon throughout the the season has been like hit or miss for me. She's either been like hit it out of the park with like that 
that dress, the velvet dress was absolutely stunning. Or oh. it's been like a miss, like this, this last episode. Um, but I wasn't really like, I was, I did not think that Rita won this last episode. I thought it was going to be either Scarlett or Jimbo. Like I thought they were really the top two for sure. Totally. And I mean, I think that that can be said about uh, a lot of the challenges this season. Um, and no disrespect to Rita. Clearly, she's very talented, very polished. And I think that she, you know, doing the show in, in a language that is not her first, I think, is always something that is hard to overcome. And then to be able to thrive in that setting is also amazing. But yeah, I didn't think that she was the uh, the clear winner this, this uh, episode. And I was kind of uh, surprised about that, too. Yeah, I mean, I thought she did good. She definitely did good. She's really a funny actress. Like, I loved her in uh, the skit where she was, like, the doctor. Really funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. But, yeah, but I just didn't think she was the winner this week. Um, Jimbo's with, this is my special day! I, I mean, <laughs> that just killed it for me. That was just so funny. 100. And I'm just like, I have not seen a performer like Jimbo on Drag Race, ever. No, and and the makeup is not it. I mean, it is not great. Let me tell you, it is not great. I'm being (laughs) honest. I'm a huge Jimbo fan, but girl, that's part of the charm of Jimbo is that she's not necessarily a typical beauty. You know, she is a character, and and that's what I love about drag. I think she's just so good. You know, though, it's been crazy. She's been... On, I don't know if you've seen her, some of her Instagrams these days, but she's been really turning out the face. And I was like, wow, Jimbo, you better come on with this gorgeous mug. Like, she's been kind of turning it lately on social media. So I'm like, you know what? We'll see if she gives us that, that glamour towards the end in this last half of the competition. But I mean, I think personality alone, she's just, uh, she truly is in a league of her own because there's oh, no yeah. her. And uh, I mean, just walking into the workroom with no underscoring saying, oh, wow. I was like, what is going on? It was yeah. so funny. So good. Like literally so good. Like one of the best personalities of any Drag Race girl ever. Um, totally. Jimbo is 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 definitely like one of my favorites. Um, so what do you think about the judges? Um, you know, I think that there's a lot of, growing pains that comes with a um, show that's in its first season. I do think that um, some of the, uh, you know, some of the things that go on and that are said are definitely um, (laughs) not presented in, I would say, the best and brightest light. Um, I think that, you know, for a competition setting, the thing that I was really appreciative of when I was, you know, on my season is that it was very, this is something good about you. And then if they had a critique, they would say, okay, but you can work on this. And sometimes they feel like some of the critiques are so harsh. Um, but overall, like, I do like the personalities. I'm obsessed with Stacey McKenzie. Um, and I think that Brooklyn is doing a good job. I think that it's hard to be the drag queen that kind of fills in RuPaul's shoes. And, you know, I don't think that in her first season, she's going to, uh, knock it out of the park in the ways that a lot of people would want and hope and expect. But like me on my season for season 12, I'm sure that she will watch that. And when she goes back for another season, I think that she'll just learn and apply those and, uh, and be even better than she is now. I think that um, she's doing a pretty good job. I do think that like the first couple of episodes, I was like, okay, you need to drop the whole, like trying to be, you know, Rue. Cause I felt like 
between her and Jeffrey trying to do ruisms. Like it just, it was oh, just yeah. weird because, because um, Brooklyn has a very unique humor right. um, already that I like. Um, right. And I like that she's a little bit more kind and more personable than Rue. Totally. Um, so I think that if, when she does stay true to herself, which I think in the last couple of episodes she has been, I like that more about her. I also, like, she is, like, a fashionista and so stunning. Totally. Um, I wish looks. Looking yeah, so good. I wish that she was just the host. I wish there wasn't, like, this weird trade-off and also to having this weird guest host. Like, that is just so bizarre to me. Like, you have these hosts that know nothing about drag um and they're like the head of the episode it's just it's so bizarre to me but um there there was one i forget who it was it was like two episodes ago she was like an older lesbian and she was so good and so personable and so funny and like really felt like she cared about what was going on and gave like constructive but funny criticism i forget what her name is but i was so floored by her i was like bring her season two sign her up for every episode because she was so fabulous yeah and then we have um what's his name something green from this past episode that was just like what the hell is going on I mean, um, it's so tough, too, because when you're in a competition and you want to be judged on your drag, it's just hard to be judged by somebody who doesn't really have any knowledge about it. Or- he has none. And he's like, you know, he's like, I think he's like a straight man who probably just never has watched a drag show because it was just, I mean, I don't know. He's just so strange. But, um, well, thank you, Jan, so much for joining me today's episode of work. Um, I hope you have a safe quarantine and get on the road soon (laughs) thank you babe yeah i'm very excited to uh you know get back on the road continue to do these digital shows and just to uh, entertain the kids yes well i want to leave you with one thing that my grandmother used to always tell me if you ain't got nothing nice to say come sit by me (laughs) yes (laughs) yes grandma until next time we'll talk to you later bye bye